Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Some of you may have noticed that I um, didn't put a podcast out this week. And, you know, I've had these these episodes before, too, where I'm like, new me, new podcaster, less consistency is okay. Um, I was visiting my daughter for the first time. She moved to Colorado a year ago. And so I got to visit her and meet her boyfriend and see her housing situation and her work situation and understand her town and why she loves her place so much. Um, it was amazing. So I was visiting her. Um, I came home late, late Monday. I started um, putting a podcast out on Tuesday, which was Halloween. So that was a little, you know, that had its own obligations. And um, at least in our family, it did. And and then I think at around four o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, you know what? I don't have to do this. I can wait till next week. But now... <laughs> Today is Thursday, and this conversation that I'm about to share about um, is just so fascinating to me that I wanted to record a podcast. So I'm going to put out a Thursday podcast, and then next week I'll put out a Tuesday podcast again, I think. Also, tomorrow's newsletter, I send my email newsletter out on Fridays, and tomorrow's email newsletter is um was inspired by actually me coming home from that trip and going through this like emotional roller coaster and realizing I had a whole new series of emails that I wanted to start sending to my email list. They're going to be much more focused on life coaching in terms of like how do we function when things around us are shit or things around us feel like I can't handle life. Um, when you're in that like SOS distress place, how do you also find your happy? How do you also find your calm? How do you also find your, how do you thrive, right? How do you thrive when you're just constantly sending out SOS signals because life is crazy? And so I'm going to commit to get, in my own mind, I committed to get through the end of this 2023 year by, um, sort of starting this new series and there's a whole there's a whole thing around maybe I'll record a podcast um about what what it all means to me like sort of the format of that series because it's really valuable for a lot of people but sign up for my email list if you have not um I'm gonna get really vulnerable um about how I live my life in the distress and also thrive. And I think it's gonna be really fun. I think it's gonna be really useful for all of you um who decide to join me on the journey. The last time I got excited about an email series like this, it ended up turning into a book. So who knows? Maybe this will end up turning into something. Maybe it'll be the center of my podcast episodes. Don't know. Gonna let it evolve. But 
enjoy this random um, Thursday night episode. And um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I think I think you'll enjoy it. I think it will trigger some of you. And I think um, hopefully not in a bad way. <laughs> but I'll warn you, it's about my strong opinions about pet ownership and parenting as a human parent and what that all brought up for me. So <laughs> have fun. Keep listening or turn it off and wait till next week. my friends and listeners. Um, what other podcasts today that is going to be me rambling? So fun to record that guest episode last week. And I do have some more coming. I will continue to record guest episodes. But I am also liking the movement of the podcast into just life ponderings that kind of circle back to and include abortion as a part of the conversation um because those of us who've had abortions like it's always something that we're sort of um well okay some of us just move on and never think about it again but for many of us it's something that we're always sort of reflecting on and like using as a filter for life and so today's episode actually is I mean it's slightly comical um, maybe I wish I had prepared a little bit more because there are so many comments in this thread that I'm going to talk about right now, but I'll just kind of open it and, and see what happens <laughs> this morning, a, a bit, the morning that I'm recording this a bit of a, on a whim. I, um, I saw something about like dog mom or dog dad. I don't even remember, <laughs> but I often have this thought that like that's not a thing like you're not a parent to a pet like you didn't give birth to the pet and are you like dog mom doesn't make much sense like in my brain I can't sort it out I'm like I'm a a guardian of my pet, I'm a caretaker of my pet, I'm a companion of my pet, I'm a friend in some ways of my pet. Like there's so many words for me that describe pet ownership that are not mom, dad, parent. For me, mom and I'm probably already triggering some of you. Some of you so like bear with me if you want to or just turn this off. Um, for me, those words are very unique to the human experience, right? Mom, dad, mother, father, um, parent are very unique to the, okay, see, I'm even adjusting as I talk, right? Like parenting is unique to the human experience, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm back. Mothering and fathering too are very unique to the human experience. Now, some people just father or mother children and then don't raise them, which is a really different conversation. And it's it's worth having. It's fascinating. Um, but 
when people reference being a dog mom, they're not referencing like I gave birth to a dog and then never saw it again, gave it up for adoption. Like they're referencing parenting. They're referencing like caretaking in an active, intentional way. So um, <laughs> here's the post I, I literally wrote on, on Facebook. Unpopular opinion. Pets are not children. You are not pet parents. Maybe pet companions, pet shepherds, pet guardians, but not pet parents. I also wrote, and yes, I still love you if you disagree, which is whether people believe it or not, 100% true. This does not change the way I feel about humans who call themselves dog moms. Like some of my, it was funny after I posted this, I was like, some of my very dearest most treasured people are probably have identified themselves as pet parents um at like truly love them with all my heart and the fact that they call themselves a dog mom does not change that in the least it's just an, a personal opinion um Like my, my brain's processing, like, what is a personal opinion? Is it a belief? Is it a, no, it's, it's literally just an opinion. Like I don't, I don't care what people call themselves. It's just my opinion that, um, we are not pet parents. <laughs> we are, pets are not our children. Now, many people have messaged me and many people commented like pets are children. Pets are, we are pet parents. Um, and they're all entitled to those opinions, but the reason that I decided to record was A, because I moved through this one place that was like wanting to be very clear that I, well, here's my second post of that day in regards was unpopular opinion that evolved from my last unpopular opinion post. <laughs> it's okay to develop a stronger bond with a pet than you have to any other human. Human love is not better than pet love. I think that was sort of a given to me when I posted just because it's my own belief system. So I didn't realize I had to explain it or like, um, I didn't realize that it would not be assumed by other people because it's just my lived experience. So it feels very real. Um, I do think that there are many humans who can have actually a more powerful love relationship, maybe like a stronger bond with an animal or a pet than they would have with another human. And there's a million reasons for that. Like there's so, so many reasons for that. Um, but I do think it's true. I, th I don't think there's anything wrong with having like a deeply strong bond with an animal I think that's a beautiful thing I just don't think it's parenting <laughs> this would be a fun podcast actually to do with a guest um I don't know maybe maybe I could add that afterwards <laughs> so I just wanted to add that that I do think that that's sort of like an important piece that evolved and I felt was um worth saying but the reason I decided to record this podcast is that I started seeing that, I mean, it seems kind of obvious now, but I started seeing that um, 
in, interestingly enough, this is one of those conversations that actually reminds me of abortion. <laughs> in that, because I my brain is always just circling back to how does this relate to my abortion community? How is my experience with abortion inform my opinion about this? And the thing that really um, stuck out to me that made me want to get on here and record my current thoughts was this idea that, well, somebody said, it was actually a veterinarian who commented that she writes in her emails, like, or in her notes, emailed pet parents. So, like, that's how she defines it in her medical records. Um, and she went on, there's more in that comment, and she said the human-animal bond is really complicated. And that was sort of the point I was reaching in watching how many people had interacted with this post like I wasn't exactly I knew it was kind of controversial but I wasn't expecting so much dialogue so much conversation around it um and what I saw that reminded me of my experience with abortion and talking about abortion is that there are just some things in life that don't have logical answers like there's no clear there's so many things in life this like this right like there's no clear logical um intellectual answer it's literally just complex I use that word a lot like she used the word complicated um but it's just complex and it's totally different for every human based on many, many factors. And so I've really enjoyed this discussion. I've not changed my personal opinion and I don't really want to just the way I can recognize that the abortion conversation is very complex and I I stand by my personal opinion. So I think that the reason there's been a couple moments in this thread where I'm like, oh no, I offended people I love <laughs> because I never want to offend people I love. I never want to offend anyone, but honestly, sometimes I don't really care because there's some people who you offend who like they're just no matter what you say, they'd be offended. But there are a couple moments where I was like, oh no, maybe I shouldn't have posted that. Like somebody I really care about very much might be offended but that's how I felt when I started the abortion work right like it was very difficult for me to talk about abortion knowing that some people I really cared about couldn't get pregnant were struggling to get with fertility or um just like had personal stories that I knew may feel that my opinion about abortion may feel triggering to. And I really had to work through that. And so, again, this is an example of how having worked through that makes me so much more capable to show up to a conversation like this. Like, A, I do have a really strong belief, some, belief system, like, I think that's the way to say it, that um, we have a responsibility 
like, yes, we want to be kind humans and yes, we want to be thoughtful humans, but we have a responsibility as people who are offended by something to investigate why. Like, if somebody's really offended by this pet post, like, should I not have posted it? If someone's really offended by, by my abortion work, should I not have posted it? Or should I not have, you know, created it? And I, and I think that... um I think it's really healthy for there to be things in the world that challenge people, that force people to stand by their own decision. Like, again, I really love people who call themselves dog moms or who consider themselves pet parents. And I think it's a beautiful thing when they can say to me, like, I completely disagree with you. (laughs) And here's why. Like, I stand by my belief system. I stand by my opinion. I trust myself. I compassion for me looks like believing this, right? I love that. I love that so much that there's some people in this thread and in the abortion work who completely disagree, but from a place of disagreeing because they've done their work, right? Like, They've done their work and are acknowledging from a different perspective than mine, this is what's true for me. And I respect what's true for you because I respect what's true for me. That's very different than people who are just like super offended and write you off because you're a terrible person because you said this, (laughs) right? Like that to me is... Someone else has work, inner work that they're struggling with. I don't, we don't all do all of our inner work. Clearly, I do not. Like, I have my own stuff that I haven't worked through that I feel triggered by um, that I may never work through or I may spend the rest of my life trying to work through. Uh, But, like, I do have that strong belief system that actually... I don't know if my husband listens to this, but he came home and someone had said to him, someone had alert, he's not on Facebook, but someone had alerted to him that I, um, that I posted this on Facebook and he, he made some comment like, why does she, why does she stir things up? You know, I mean, he told me this, so it wasn't like someone else told me he said this, but I I do think I'm a stirrer upper. He's right about that. And I think that a lot of people, that's a really uncomfortable thing. But my stirring up is from a place of being really open to other people's truth. Like I I have a deep respect for other people's truth, even if I disagree with it. That's been really um, a center of my attention toward... Um, the events in the Middle East since the October 7th Hamas attack is like, I love people who have strong Israeli roots and um, a strong defense of that homeland. And I love people who have, um, who are Palestinian and are struggling with decades of oppression. So it this again like I'm sort of comparing but not comparing all these things are very different. 
but I bring it up to say like I can talk about and introduce complicated subjects because I'm not afraid of the complication like I'm not afraid I trust myself to stand by my own opinion or to evolve it and be okay changing it I was not always this way (laughs) when I started this abortion work I was terrified that I would change my mind about something someday and then I could never undo it and somebody would think I thought something that I'd change my mind like it was just a mess now I really, I really think clearly before I share something. I'm not super reactive. And it's not that I'm never reactive, but I do think things through before I share them, even when they're controversial or may be upsetting to some people. But I'm very open to like other people having different opinions and other people having different lived experience that influences their belief system a couple people asked me in the thread like well how do you define parent and that I was shocked at how hard it was for me to answer that question because I realized that I define parent and parenting as an action I didn't realize how little of my definition was language based and how much of my definition was feeling based and that's really similar for my abortion it's like I don't have the words that describe why it was the right choice I don't have the words that describe um how why I think it's okay like I I hesitated because it's not even the right word okay but (laughs) because it's definitely um it's a feeling for me like I can come up with words that describe why I chose abortion but choosing it was a feeling and that's how I felt when I went to talk about pet parenting I was like Oh, interesting. I don't have words that describe this. This is a feeling for me based on my lived experience of being a parent and my lived experience of having pets. Now, um, I'm not afraid to say like I am not the, I'm a great parent. I'm not a perfect parent, but I'm a great parent to human children. I am not perhaps on the scale of the top pet owners <laughs> like for like at the end of my our, we had a dog that died this year and it was really hard for me um but i was not the pet owner who took them to a specialist 2 hours away because the vet two vets here thought maybe it was a brain tumor and yada 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 there are some pet parents like if that were my kid I would have driven 2 hours away and spent and just gone into medical debt to take care of whatever needed to be taken care of as a pet parent I was not so that was a different line for me there are some people who would do anything they would go to the ends of the earth for their pet so my perspective is is as someone who who is at that point right like 
I mean, we got to the point where we were medicating our dog three times a day, but I was not going to drive two hours away to see some special neurologist to hear about some tumor that needed X amount of surgery and future yada yada for a 13-year-old dog. Like, some people would have done that and I wouldn't have. And some people really would probably judge me for not, for having been given that option and not taking it. So that's really important here is just like, my perspective that's my perspective as a pet owner a pet companion um a pet guardian versus a pet parent the way I feel it (laughs) so again there are some things in life that are just feelings and the most important I work I do with anyone um there, for example, I have a client who found me after her abortion and we've been working together for years, not because she still has all this unprocessed abortion feelings, but because we, we did, it's just like an amazing life coaching relationship. Um, we moved on to coach about a lot of other things and often we tie it back to abortion in some way. Um, it, it does circle back, but today we were talking about how different she feels now, years later than she did when she first found me, and that there's a whole new level of self-trust and self-compassion and self-worth. Those are the things that evolved out of her healing and processing after abortion. Um, because when you have self-worth, self-compassion, self-trust, self-love, you're okay when someone else has a different opinion than you, whether it's about abortion or pet ownership, (laughs) pet parenting. It's hard for me even to say the words, but there are some things in life that will never be resolved. Like, humans will always have different opinions about and that's okay it's when you have a level of self-worth self-trust self-love self-compassion willingness to grow as a self willingness to adapt as a self that you're willing to have hard conversations, that you're willing to take risks in life, that you're willing to go deeper with people, that you're willing to, I would describe, like live bigger and braver and deeper and more expansively. So it turns out pet ownership is one of those things. And I just thought it was so fascinating the way this conversation evolved. Um, I'll consider making it a public post. If you're a Facebook friend of mine, definitely go check it out. I don't know. Maybe I could make it public so lots of people could access it. But I'm not sure I want to make it a public debate. Um, feel free to ask me questions about it if you have questions. I'm sure there's lots of other conversations out there in regards to to pet ownership and animal love. Um, I think animal love is a really beautiful thing. I think um, 
I still stand by my decision that it's not mothering, it's not fathering, it's not parenting. Um, it's a different thing. It's in its own category. <laughs> and that's kind of how I, actually, that's kind of how I feel about um, early pregnancy, right? It, it is, it is in some ways like an act of, well, personally, my personal opinion is that it is an act of mothering. It is in many ways an act of parenting, but it's like in its own category of that, right? And so if we're thinking about relationships, for me, the pet relationship is in a different category than the parent-child relationship, than the parent, than the partner-to-partner relationship, than the partner to, I'm sorry, the, the parent to, oh, I was thinking parent-to-child going in both directions. Um, it's in the category of relationships, but it's a different conversation. <laughs> and that's how I feel about abortion. Like, it's in the category of parenting, but it's a different conversation. And so we have to be okay with having different feelings about it. I have very different feelings about my mothering decision to terminate a pregnancy than my mothering decision to bring live children into the world. Like, it, it's like apples and oranges in some way. Like, am I going to care for this child and do anything under the sun for them? Once they're a baby, yes. Once I've made that decision, ironically, to parent, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but when they are a ball of tissues and cells that maybe sometimes look like human form but cannot survive on their own. We're in a completely different category. And there are no right and wrong answers. There are no final lines. There are no, it's like being okay with the undefined parts of being human, being okay with the parts of humanity that for all of human existence will always create disagreements will always create um conflict I guess will always be triggering for some people the only way to navigate those conversations as humans is to have a really strong relationship with yourself because when you do that you're okay with the different opinions you're okay with changing your opinion you're okay with describing your opinion even if it doesn't totally make sense (laughs) um so for anyone listening who's had abortions that is the value or anything that you want help coaching around um that's triggering to you or sticky to you or upsetting to you the value of exploring the work of life coaching is coming to the place of self-acceptance, self-love, self-trust, self-worth, um, self-compassion. Doesn't matter what we're talking to. If you can get back to that place, it's so solid. It's so expansive. It's so beautiful. And it's worth it. It's worth it. I would love to hear your reflections on this podcast. <laughs> 
you can message me and say, I'm a diehard dog mom, or I am a committed um, pet dad or parent, but ultimately I'm going to cheer you on no matter what. I'm going to cheer you on because to me, I don't really care what you are. I want you to care what you are. I want you to like what you are. It doesn't matter if I like the fact that you call your, that you give yourself a certain name or you have certain lines where things are okay or not okay. Ultimately, I'll be cheering you on because all I want is for you to feel good about it. I have an unconditional commitment to you feeling good about you even if I disagree. And that's what I have for you this week. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.